Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 127. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, and I work with entrepreneurs all over the world, supporting them to perform at the highest levels in life and business through my coaching and online programs. If you're listening to this episode in the car, cafe, home, or perhaps somewhere really exotic, my aim is for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. Remember, to be exceptional will require you to pause, reflect and implement oh yeah and don't forget to have a bit of fun in this experiment of life this episode is being sponsored by barter card which we're going to hear a lot more about later on in the show good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are in the world i truly hope you are having an amazing week yes we are back uh, it has been a long break, my apologies to that. Stuff has just been happening and needs to be sorted out. But we are back in full spirits and really looking forward to season three. We've got some great guests coming up in the next, I think it's 11, 11 to 12 episodes. I think it's just because I just wanted to be a bit awkward with the numbers. But we've got some great guests coming up. I hope you've had an amazing Christmas. I hope you've had an amazing New Year. You're probably sobered up by now. But the point being is, is not only I hope you've had a great time and celebrated your victories and also learned from the lessons of last year, but you're also stoked and planned of what you want to get achieved this year. This episode is all about our great guest, our great guest called Michael Tranmer. Now, Michael helps launch new online coaches so that they can leave their corporate jobs and powerfully serve the people on a higher level. Michael has engineered a system that guides new coaches to get clarity on their message, develop their programs, and land their first clients. Michael's greatest leadership strength is his ability to engineer clarity for his clients. Michael mastered this skill over a successful engineering career leading teams and multi-million dollar projects. His transition into the thought leader industry came after reaching a low point in his life, followed by a powerful transformational working with a coach of his own. Michael currently lives and plays in Vancouver, my favorite or one of my favorite places on earth, but has massive plans to create a global life of travel, adventure and inspiring others. As a high performer, Michael recognizes that consistent discipline and focused lifestyle are the only way to make a big dream come true. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jeff. Stoked to be here. Yeah, really looking forward to having a chat with you. And you are living in my favorite city, although I have never been. So there you go. There's a whole nother story onto that one. Well, it will all, I won't guarantee it, but I'm pretty sure it'll still be your favorite city once you do make your way over here to Vancouver. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Michael, before we really get kicked into it, can you give us some backstory that what's brought you to this point today? Yeah, well, what's brought me to this point today, speaking with you today, has really been a whole massive shift in, in my world. Over the last over the last couple of years, you know, I was going down the the straight, oh, straight and narrow, as straight and narrow as it can be. Um, you know, living the living the relatively normal life with the day job as an engineer, 
And then, you know, after the end of my marriage, which happened pretty suddenly about a year and a half ago, things really shook up my entire universe. And now I've, you know, I've been bending and evolving ever since then and, and gotten more into coaching, gotten more into speaking, gotten in the process of writing my book about this whole transformation. And, and yeah, since then, I've, you know, I've left that engineering world, which was never super fulfilling for me. And now I'm going down this whole entrepreneurial journey and helping and, and inspiring others. So it's, there's lots to unpack in there, but that's the Coles notes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so you're you you're an engineer. You've got the engineering background, and you've gone into coaching. And um, how have you found that transition? Because it's well, some would say it's the two different other halves of the brain working. But how have you personally found that transition over? Uh, scary, terrifying, awesome, great, horrible, pros, cons, up, down. It's. I have a whole new respect for, for all the entrepreneurs that are out there and just people in general. When you hear these stories about people taking, taking 90 degree shifts in their lives, you know, I just have a whole new appreciation for how challenging that can be. Because, yeah, you know, for me, I was going down this one path and that was, you know, part of that was really my identity. And to have that switch and what I've really done is create a new identity for myself, a new, a new vision and a new, a new purpose that I want to have going forward. So it's been challenging. It's been challenging, but I, I know from, from my life experiences so far that the, the greatest rewards come from the greatest challenges. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best lessons as well, don't they? Yes. So with that, when you've been going through a challenging time in your personal life during this time, you've been an engineer, you've moved over to the to the coaching and the working in the entrepreneurial circuit. Um, when you have done that, what sort of mind shift changes were you having to, to go through or did you focus on working on in order to start making that change? Yeah, and I mean, it all boils down to mindset is everything. And for me, you know, I've, I've had a fairly disciplined mindset which really started back in my, my early years, even before high school with, with all the endurance sports that I did, swimming at 5 a.m. in the morning and rowing at 5 a.m. in the morning, and then going through engineering school and working as an engineer. I've, I've always been very disciplined, but the switch that has happened, you know, I've really had to take that to, to the next level now that I'm an entrepreneur and I really have to set my own schedule and, and beat, to, beat my own drum or else nothing, nothing's going to happen. But on top of that, the mindset that I really dug into and I really got fascinated about was, was after the separation and the ending of, of my marriage. And because I, I wanted to get happy again. I wanted to feel joy again. And what, what happened was, you know, I boiled it down to it was, it was, a, it was a real awakening. And, and, and I'm so grateful for everything that, that has happened because it's really been the catalyst to, to get me into this new world. But it was this, this realization that if something external could happen to, to put me into such a, such a state of sadness and, and despair, there must be some way that I can recreate that internally to, to lift myself back up again and, and not only get, get happy again, but you know, perhaps get, feel, feel more feelings of bliss and joy and that extreme gratitude that, that we all want to feel more in our lives so that's what i've been working very hard at and that's what i've been teaching to other people and that's what i've been sharing on on all my on all my networks to to really help people 
because I've had some great success and it's, it's a constant work in progress to, to keep it sustained, but I've had some great success really shifting that perception and shifting that mindset on what matters and how we can be fulfilled. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. So I want to sort of look at two areas that you've kind of like mentioned during that um, little bit there is the first one is, is you've mentioned that you uh, were very, very disciplined based on your past uh, experiences, being sportsman and everything else. Um, And I'd like to sort of investigate that, especially for those who, you know, are are starting out, they want to be successful, but they also need to be more disciplined. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other part is, is the similar to me is, is the bit that really excites me is that happiness fulfillment side as well. And some of the strategies that you've used. So Mm -hmm. if we could, if we could visit that sort of, mindset in getting yourself motivated to go and do the things even when you don't particularly want to because I can't imagine being a a youngster having to get up at five o'clock in the morning really Mm -hmm. excited (laughs) but can we kind of like look at some of those strategies that you teach and you use in your own life to get yourself motivated uh, in that side and then let's jump over to the 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 happiness and fulfillment side yeah, for sure. I'll give you three things on how to stay motivated. And I mean, one of them I just did before hopping on. I mean, I've been doing it all morning. Uh, I have a pretty, pretty locked down stringent morning routine that sets the tune for my entire day. And, and after that two to three hour routine, I've, you know, I've, I've pretty much won the day already. I've already got myself in that state of happiness and joy. And so what I do in the morning, and I'm not perfect every day, and I've been a little off lately, so this is a great reminder to me. Ideally, the first two to three hours in the morning, you know, I'm up at 5.30 or 6 every day. No phone until all this is over. No phone. So it starts with, starts with writing out 20 things I'm grateful for, goes on with 20 minutes of meditation. Maybe there'll be 20 minutes of reading in there, and then I'll go, I'll go out for a run, go out and get some exercise. And then only after all that, by now it's eight, eight in the morning or so, then I'll turn on my phone and, and start to connect with the rest of the world. But what that does, it just puts your, your head and your brain and, and your mind and your thoughts in the right direction. You're not getting influenced by other people's issues, other people's challenges first thing in the morning. You're setting your tone for the day. And so the morning routine is very important. Um, Right before I hopped on this call, you know, I pumped some good music, right? Music makes us happy. Have that, have that one playlist. And very important with this playlist, you don't need to share your playlist that gets you pumped up with anyone else because they won't like it. These are your tunes and you can listen to the same song as many times as you want. So have your playlist to get you pumped. Two other things. The third thing now, surround yourself with other disciplined people. Surround yourself with people that have it locked down. Surround yourself with people that you want to be more like. And then the third thing or the fourth thing is if you're really trying, if you're starting at grassroots and you're really trying to build in more discipline to your world, just just start small. Start with one of these things. Don't try to do them all at once. Don't try to completely change your world. Just start with one disciplined action every day, every week, and then add on from there. Maybe it's, maybe it's I'm going to make my bed today. And maybe if you've never done that your entire life, that's where it starts. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So one of the, there's, there's 
loads of great things in there. The the first one is is you write twenty things to be grateful for. Obviously, the traditional or the one that everyone keeps hearing, and certainly the one that I've been doing for a while is do three. For mm-hmm. you, what are the benefits of going that past that point and going? Okay, I'm going to do. I'm going to do more than three. I'm going to do uh, twenty. It makes you think and it makes you really dig a little deeper. So I also do the three. I also do the five minute journal after I write out the 20 things. So I'm doing 23 things that I'm grateful for. And we all know this is one of the best ways to get ourselves in that, that higher state, that, that state of joy, that state of bliss, that state of gratitude. But when you write out 20 things in the morning and really have to think about it, it's super easy to, to whip off three real quick. But when you write out 20, you really have to go a little bit deeper and show. So that should take around five minutes to do. And one of the things that I've been doing lately, which is super fun, is I am writing things that I'm grateful for that I know are going to be a part of my future life. Okay. I like that one. Okay. Oh, yeah. That gets you excited, right? And that, again, puts your, your vision, puts your but you're really embodying the future. You're really pulling the future towards you. You're living the future. You're having these thoughts and feelings of, and emotions, and you're visualizing these events that you want to be part of your future. And by, by really living them and breathing them and feeling them before they, they manifest, that's how you pull them into the now. So if you're struggling to get the 20 things down for the, for the now, start writing a couple for, for the future that you want to manifest. Yeah, I like that one. And one of the things I also teach is I also get them to teach on the small, simple things. Because mm-hmm. it's that I know from when when I was ill, and I was coming out the other side. And it was, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for obviously my wife, my kids, uh, the dog, you know, all those mm-hmm. things that don't take a huge amount of cognitive energy to start thinking of. Mm-hmm. But to step back and to go, actually, I'm I'm really grateful for just the feeling of the sun on my skin when I'm taking a walk or mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. And and the idea behind that, for me anyway, when I was doing it, those are things that regardless of what happens, no one can take away from it because they're really, really simple. And yeah. it can just be appreciated. It's the bird song or whatever the heck it is. Mm-hmm. It's just those really things. So do you look at all sorts of different sides from small to, to obviously when you're thinking of the future, the big things, but do you kind of like give a very um, eclectic selection of that when you're doing the gratitude? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think the important part is, and I, you know, I'm guilty of this as well is, is to take that five to seven minutes to, to think of each of these 20 items plus three, if you want to want to go hardcore. And, but, and I'm guilty of this because I'm rush. I often, I rush through these, but if we can take the time to write it out, actually legible and, and really, really see and really experience that sun on your skin and feel that and pause. Mm. Yeah. And also, there. and also, sorry to interrupt. The other thing that I think is important is, is you're saying is write them, mm-hmm. not type them out. Mm-hmm. Because I think we're, we're removing our tactile ability to actually it has more meaning when we put it to paper to pen because mm-hmm. it's it's not something we do very much anymore yeah and it's a beautiful process and this is how i wrote the the full manuscript of my book was all by hand when i was traveling through central america i wrote it all on all these beautiful tropical beaches a couple hours each day and it's really that that process all it is is slowing down your thoughts yes 
yeah, yeah, you absolutely. have to write it out by hand. That, that's all it is. And it really gets, it's a whole different realm of this meditative state that we can get ourselves into, block out all the other cons- uh, distractions, and just really focus on this one singular task that you are trying to do. Yeah. And be, before we jump over to the happiness bit, what I want to get the listeners to really understand is, is it, the more that everyone listens to this show, the more, and, and regardless of my show, other shows around this topic, the more and more you will see common habits and strategies that people use. Gratitude, journaling, meditation, exercise, all of these things in order to develop that mindset to help them get motivated to do the things that actually is going to push them to achieve their dreams. And I think that's, a, that's the really important thing. This is one of the reasons why I interview great people like yourself is to let's, let's find the common denominators that work and then, you know, use them and, and create them and sometimes manipulate them in a way that suits you in order for you to take the action required. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people, it takes several times to hear that and make that connection because a lot of people are looking for the, the quick fix of, oh, how did he make money or how did he have success? Oh, he, he meditated. What? <laughs> what yeah well he sat what? still he didn't be. move <laughs> wait what but honestly these are and i've been studying the greats as well right i've been studying all the same people but once you start living it and embodying it then you actually you can hear all the undertones of what all these successful people are saying and they are saying all of these things they are doing all of these practices this is how they become superhuman yeah, and I think the other message is that sometimes you've got to park your ego that oh. goes, no, no, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna meditate. I'm a you know six foot four bloke who's mm-hmm. built like God or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got to put that aside and go, if it's working for all these people, mm-hmm. actually maybe there's something in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's an important thing as well. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And for for me again, going back to the to the separation, what what was. It was hard, but what the, one of the benefits of it was that complete cracking apart of my ego and and all that I thought I was and all that I thought I was going to be. And so I had the opportunity as all these these shells cracked away to to get more in tune with myself, with my true self, and all those all those pieces of ego that have been stacked on me over the years. And I'm still, I still peel them back each and every day. I have that awareness of where it's the ego starts creeping up, but yeah, it's the ego is a tricky one. (laughs) Okay. So let's quickly jump over to the happiness side. Um, Mm -hmm. What are some of the strategies that you're doing on a, on a day-to-day basis um, to, to get that state where you're in that level of fulfillment that level of happiness that you're aspiring to achieve yeah it's a great question and then early on in the beginning when i was you know trying to get happy again that the best thing that i did was remove the things that were making me unhappy that were making me depressed which is often the news often all sorts of media unfollowing things that don't make me happy. I mean, I haven't had a TV in my place for almost two years now. It doesn't, it doesn't lift me up. So I, I got rid of it. And then like once you create that space by removing all those negative things, negative people in your world, sometimes they're very close to you and that can be very hard, but you need to create that space between you and them if you are trying to feel joy and happiness and fulfillment. 
And when you remove all those pieces, then you have this clarity, then you have this space to be more conscious about what you want to bring into your, your new world. So bring in things that lift you up, bring in the positive people, bring in, bring in more exercise. For me, exercise is so important. I, I, for the most part, very successful at doing some piece of exercise every day, ideally in the morning, because the sweat is great. It's, uh, it, nobody ever feels, I mean, they may feel sore, but nobody ever feels crappy down or depressed after going for a run. A lot of people look, look, look like they do when they are running. We all have these weird runner faces, but everyone, everyone feels so great after exercise. So why not exercise every day, each and every morning to get yourself into that state? Yeah, and it's 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 that graduate th- gradual thing as well as is don't think because I'm very very competitive. So mm-hmm. I remember when I was coming out of my illness and I was literally had gone from bed bound to you know mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was my my mind was still well. I'm going to compete against the fitness trainer, mm-hmm. and it's it's you know it's you've just got to take it in that gradual thing. If you've never run before. Mm-hmm. There's apps like I know um, I think it's from Couch to Five K or something like that. Yeah. You just do that. And even getting up and walking, um, my wife and I do a four-mile four walk at the, every night. Nice. It just gets you going and it gets you into that. You're doing something, you're moving something. And you do, as you say, is you do feel great. Your body might be telling you otherwise, but yeah. there's an element where you are feeling great at the end of it. Absolutely, absolutely. And the other thing you touched on there was, was comparison. And that's something we all as entrepreneurs and and others as well need to keep in check each and every day to keep our own happiness and fulfillment and joy is always keep that comparison in check. You're doing your thing. You're doing your journey. And I'll share with you what I did over this. You know, for me, I was, you know, I've really been pushing the last couple months, which is, has not been very effective. So I knew and I felt within me that I needed a, a reset. So I, I traveled this last long weekend, five days to this remote island up on the, the BC coast. I left my phone in Vancouver for that entire trip. I was up there. I was with other people. I was eating and, and doing exercise and doing all that great stuff and being out in nature. But I knew I just needed to shut all the noise out from the outside world because I was getting too caught up in that comparison. And I needed that time to, to go over my goals for the rest of the year, to check in on everything, to, to sit with what I was creating and, and what I, me, what path I was going down. But I, had, I knew I had to leave that phone several hours away and several plane and ferry rides away to do that, to get rid of the distractions and all the comparison. Looking for a great business opportunity? Barter card franchises are based on an area model, and it's simple. The more business you generate, the more you earn. Owning a barter card franchise gives you the control to be your own boss, along with the reassurance and ongoing support from a world-class global management team. Franchisees grow their business by meeting business owners and demonstrating how barter card works, and how barter card is a key tool in the development of their business by guaranteeing to bring new customers increasing sales, saving cash and improving cash flow, providing the opportunity to fill their spare capacity or downtime and sell their excess stock without special offers or discounts, improving profitability, 
and providing an interest-free line of credit to preserve cash. In return, BarterCard provides a comprehensive support program, including business planning templates, office setup and support, regional marketing support, and initial and ongoing training. If you're interested in this amazing business opportunity, please contact Nadia Ruhi on 0800 840 That's 0800 840 Okay, Michael, so what we're going to do now is we're going to jump over to the second part of the show. This is where I get an opportunity to put you on a, a semi-hot seat, a lukewarm seat, um, <laughs> and ask the guest, same questions I ask the, every guest who comes on the show. So the first question is, on average, how much time a week do you dedicate to self-development? That's body, mind, and spirit. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think the easier question is how much time don't I dedicate to it? <laughs> wow. I, I, on, on average, wow, I mean, at least three hours a day, so at least 20 hours a week. Brilliant. Okay. Okay, question number two. What book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? Dr. Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural. I'm reading reading it again for the second time right now. It really helped explain a lot of the transformational changes that I was going through in my mind mm. um, back a year and a half ago. And it's helped me to also teach and explain those to other people. And it's also helped me to refocus and become really a master creator of what I want to create for my future. And I want to teach other people how to do that as well. And the book is incredible at doing that. Brilliant. Okay. Question number three, what app makes the biggest impact to your business or life? Ah, right now it's uh, Instagram. Uh, uh, you know, I've had some mixed emotions about apps and everything. Especially that's why I had to go offline for, for those five days. But I mean, to be honest with you, when used properly, and this is a big thing that people are not very good at, we can need to use these social media apps for us and not let them use, use us. So Instagram has been great. I get clients from all over the world for my coaching work through Instagram and I meet amazing people through it and I connect with amazing people like yourself. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's a great channel because um, when I, when I was introduced to you, that was the first thing I jumped over to. I love that. I love the picture. Exactly. One of the pictures you're, I think you're meditating in a, it's, it's almost like, it looks like in um, some exotic country. Uh, but you've yeah, got it's Costa Rica. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, you like sit and go, yep. Yeah, okay. I want to be there. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's brilliant. Okay. Question number four, what's your biggest business mistake, which turned into a valuable lesson and what did it teach you? Biggest business mistake. Yeah. Biggest business mistake. Um, would you know what? Let's go for business or life mistake. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's, and I, I, I'm going to go kind of general here. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, I've just been working on having that new awareness of, of either, whether it's a mistake or a challenge. Like we know those are our best periods of growth. We know we learn the most out of those. And so the challenge for me and everyone is, is when we are in those periods, when things are not going as well to have that awareness that this is going to be very helpful. This struggle, this challenge is really going to help us going forward, but it's really hard when you're in it and things are crap's hitting the fan, but that's, that's really the, the truth. And do you find your meditation helps you kind of like set yourself and pull yourself back and be able to look at that in a better way? Meditation helps 
everything. And no, I, I've, no, I never thought I'd be saying meditation and journaling would have changed my life. Right? <laughs> I'm as, with you on that as, one. As a dude, I'm exactly right? the same. Yeah, as totally. As a dude, as a thirty-something dude who's you know doing all the things I used to, you know, whatever I used to do, what we used to do, right? But it's it's a complete rinse of the mind to get all those things out of your mind that are swirling around all day that are usually the same 90% of thoughts that swirl around each and every day, those subconscious thoughts that are not helping you go forward and not helping you achieve what you want to achieve. So it's a rinse of the mind and it helps you recenter and get so clear on what you want to do. Yeah. Here's a question for you. If you had to choose between journaling and meditation, which one has done the had the most positive impact to you? Oh, why <laughs> one? Which one has had the most positive impact? Oh, why you make me choose? Uh, oh, why? I, I don't know. They they they're both in fifty fifty. I mean, meditation. I go with meditation, and it's a it's an interesting question because I've been investigating, perhaps doing a silent retreat out here in Colombia, and and there was one. There's one of them, I believe that. It's 10 days long and you're not allowed to talk to anyone or have eye contact with anyone, but you also aren't allowed to journal. And that would be very, very hard. So either way, I'm not sure if I'm up for that. I'll have to think about it. No, a couple of friends of mine have done um, silent retreats and they found it extremely enlightening yeah. and bloody difficult. Um, yes. but, it's, but that question, it's been banging around my head this morning while mm. I've been driving to see clients and I, I, I I'm kind of like, wow, I don't, I don't quite know which one. Yeah. I think I would choose journaling, um, yeah. but that's probably because that's the one I got into first. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm, 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 I might add that to a difficult question. <laughs> now it's, on the it's, show. A great, it's a great question. Okay, question number five. What are your challenges in harmonizing work and life, and how do you manage them? Yeah, great question. And for me, like I'm looking at my my office, quote office is here in my kitchen in my living room. So it's all one bedroom condo in Vancouver. So fortunate, but it's it is it's all linked together. And for me, what I've done lately is, you know, I'm trying to live my dream life right now. I'm working towards it each and every day. And a big part of that is what do I want my dream day to look like? And let's start doing that right now. And so for me, I have it broken down into into four separate three-hour segments throughout the day. And as long as uh, you know, I keep the, the work and the, the messaging and the emailing in one part, and I keep my creative part in, in the afternoon, and I keep my, my learning and my socializing in the evening, as long as I can follow those things and keep coming back to what's my dream day? Why, aren't, why are you getting out of that? Why are you worrying about messaging people at nighttime? Or why are you doing this when you don't need to? Just stick, just stick to that that whatever your dream day is, whatever that looks like, stick to that and should have clear sailing. Yeah. And it's a good challenge as well, because um, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about you sometimes get stuck in just the doing of something Mm -hmm. rather than intentionally experiencing or intentionally living, as you say, your perfect day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's hard decisions to be made, but those hard decisions are about disrupting the the normal pattern mm-hmm. so it's it's sometimes we've just got to we've, we've got to have the courage and the challenge to do that if we want to go and aspire to x mm-hmm. then sometimes you know we've got to change it up and do things different yeah absolutely and when you get stuck in the doing you need to take that step back and go 
why am I doing this? Is it going, is it going towards what the goals that I want to achieve? Okay, good. Do I know what goals I want to achieve? Oh no, I don't even have those. I need to establish what my intention for the week, the month, the year, next five years, next 10 years, where am I going? Be intentional with each and every day. And there lies the challenge with many. Mm. The fact that they want to achieve success, but they don't have anything written down. Right. It spends, I mean, I did a bit exercise, big exercise at Christmas. I just redid it again this weekend. Uh, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Question number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Patience, please, please be patient. Please be patient. Please be patient. And, and you're just like, it's really, you know, I've almost been a year into this, this new world and you're planting seeds, you're planting seeds and seeds take time to grow. Be patient, water those seeds, build relationships, build relationships in the real world on the contacts that you already have. And yes, spend some time in the online world, nurturing new relationships. Don't spend all your effort in the online world when you have all these people in the real world that can already help and support you. But building that patience, for me, you know, I, I over, and a lot of people do this, they overestimate what they can achieve in the short term, but underestimate what they can achieve in the long term. And so within that, the, the subtle, subtleties within that is, is really have the patience, really keep the, the end game in mind, know where you're going, and really enjoy this whole process of, of watering your garden and watering your seeds. Yeah, I like that. Brilliant. Okay, number seven is what is your definition of success? Mm, good one. I meant to spend some time with that question last weekend, but for me, it's, it's really doing what I want, working who I want, traveling where I want, eating what I want, Having that, it's, it all rolls into freedom and, and also within that, not the freedom just to be on vacation the whole time, but the freedom to, to live that life, to live that dream life, to help people out, to do that meaningful, your purpose work, to, to inspire others, to, to have incredible, meaningful connections and conversations, to build an incredible family. Just, just get clear. And I'm, you know, I can rattle these things off because I've been spending time getting clear on what I want to manifest. You know, what stages I want to be on, the success I want my book to have, how I want to impact and lift people up. But it's, you know, a lot of people don't take the take the time to to take that step in the beginning. And what all that rolls into is, yeah, just just the freedom to really live densely, to live full and fully express ourselves and. Just feel life each and every day. No, love that one. Love that one. Okay, so question number eight is we've talked about your moon, mo mooning, morning routine. <laughs> Do you have an evening routine? I've got a less strict evening routine. I like, you know, nine o'clock. I like to make sure all the work is done. I like to, to shut the electronics off. And ideally, yeah, I'll, I'll read for, for a bit. And then perhaps journal for a bit, but as long as there's no electronics in that last hour, and you know, I'm lucky if I can stay up till till ten o'clock if I've been going all day. So I I fall asleep pretty easily and get a great eight eight hours of sleep. But as long as there's no electronics in that last hour, I read I read a book with the, the ones with paper and, and ink on them. I I like holding those and I like journaling by hand and you know, perhaps I, you know, lately I have been doing a meditation right before bed to, 
to help manifest the life I want to create. And then I'm good. Then I'm done. Then I'm tired. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the final one is a life lesson question. So that's where you get to pick a number between one and 20. Um, it is our final conversational point. These are lessons that I've sound like picked up over the years of recovering from my illness, starting a business and all of that cool stuff. So pick a number between one and 20, sir. I'll go with 12. Thank number you. 12 is, uh, we've, we've been hitting on this for most of the day, dare to dream big and think, mm. dare to dream and think big. Mm. And I think, I think both of us would agree there's too many people think too small. They don't really, um, they haven't developed that mindset or they, you know, they've got limiting beliefs or whatever it is that doesn't allow them to go, actually, this is what I, I want to live. I want to, I want to live a life that kicks it out the park. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, the, the challenges of, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer that I don't want to be on my deathbed and go, damn it. I wish I'd done that. And I wish mm -hmm. I'd made those mistakes, those, you know, even those mistakes, Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I'd lived my life like that. And I certainly want to pass that way of thinking on to my children yeah. um, to live, to be bold and to, to dare. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wondered what you thought about that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, my father has always told me to dream big, dream big, dream big. And every card he's ever written. And, you know, I read it, but I never really fully lived it. In, until until this new world, right? So, I, you know, I really have had the opportunity to, after my ego got completely torn down, what do you want to, I have complete freedom. I could go anywhere, do anything, whatever I wanted. So what, what did I want to create? And so once I started doing that and getting closer to that and, and, you know, I, I gotta be honest with everyone listening. You know, I never was able to speak like this. I was never able to communicate like this. I was, and I've been learning this because I'm learning this and I'm learning how to speak on stage because I had to get really true with myself, which is, you know, I want to speak on the biggest stages in the world. I want to speak to the biggest crowds. Uh, I always felt that deep within me, but it was always coming from a place of ego. Whereas now, and I had to keep this in check, now it's coming from a place of inspiring people and lifting them up and showing them what is possible. And so when I do that, I will be able to tell the story about how I was able to generate the the right mindset and manifest all this into reality and learn the right skills and and learn from all the mistakes that are going to happen and all the challenges but you have to get intentional on what your big dreams are and then it's fully fully possible to make them a reality yeah and i think i think it's coming i think there's that i think you have to tip x the word realistic out of your vocabulary because i think yeah. that's a dangerous word Mm -hmm. And I think the other one is, is you have to come with the understanding that there is stuff that you will not know that's mm -hmm. going to get you to that place, but that's part of growth. Yeah. And if, and if you are, if everything's cool, but you're not happy, you're not pushing hard enough outside your comfort zone, mm -hmm. you know, and, and these are things that need to change. And I often say people who settle for mediocrity, mm -hmm. um, that's their choice. You know, but if it's something that you want to change, if it's something that you want to do different, be proactive and don't be reactive. You know, mm -hmm. when you when you're when when I interview people on the show, when I've been blessed to meet, you know, cool and interesting, successful people in in face to face, those people are proactive. They're they're mm -hmm. consciously making decisions and living with intention and making those intentional things. Um in is intentional the right word? 
yeah, yeah. being yeah. intentional. People who don't w- wait until they hit the brick wall. They don't make the changes yeah. until I didn't. I didn't make those changes in, in my health and my way of thinking until literally I hit the brick wall. Mm-hmm. And I don't, one of the reasons what motivates me is I don't want people to go through that. Yeah. But, at the, you know, and I think it's, I think you're so right. It's just, it's having the willingness to learn. And mm-hmm. as you say, and, and I'm no different, you know, putting the ego sometimes aside and just doing the work mm-hmm. and you will be gobsmacked at your potential. Yeah. Oh. It's incredible. And I think the big, one of the big switches for me has really been being like now being so clear on this vision of the life I want to create and that I am creating. And so now the big switch is now that everything I do each and every day with a few exceptions, but for the most part, if whatever activity, however I spend my time, if it is not in some way getting me closer to my goals and my dreams, then I will not do it. I won't do it. I don't have time. Yeah. My grandfather would have called that bloody mindedness. You know, you just, you just, fo- you just focused, you know, yes. you, you become extremely stubborn on the things that are important to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. cool. Okay. So the floor is now yours. Can you share how people can get hold of you? Um, whatever you want to share is, um, it is your moment. I'm just jumping in here very quickly because Michael has very kindly put a special offer on attached to this interview as well, which he passed later on after we had done the interview. So if you jump over to the website, which is www.jeffnicholson.uk forward stroke 127, you can get hold of the bonus that Michael has uh, sent us. Amazing. Yeah. Appreciate the opportunity, Jeff, and I appreciate all your listeners. If you've made it this far, uh, yeah, I mean, best, I, I, I do my best work on Instagram. I won't, I won't lie to any of you. It's, uh, I, I still love the, the app and it's just a great way to, to really get into, into people's minds. If you follow their stories and read their posts, but I'm on Instagram, michael.tranmer, T-R-A-N-M-E-R, or my website's michaeltranmer.com. And I'm also on Facebook, but in, Instagram's the one where, where you can see into my soul and I really help to, to help and motivate others. And yeah, I have fun on it. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's a cracking site. It's, mm. it's got some really, really good. And some of the knowledge bombs that you drop on that is absolutely brilliant as well. So I mm. highly recommend you have a look at his, uh, at his channel, Michael, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And I just want to take this final opportunity just to wish you the greatest success. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And our paths will cross soon in the real world. I don't doubt it. It's going to be amazing. And yeah, wishing all the greatest success to, to you and yours. Yeah, I'll buy you a beer when I come over. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Well, you look after yourself. Take care. Cheers. All the best. First of all, let me just say a huge and massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know you're listening. I really appreciate the support. If you would like to know more about me, the services I offer, how to connect with me on social media, then please visit www.successiq.co.uk. Remember, if you're interested in learning some great strategies that I teach or want to be part of the amazingly supportive community where you can find lives, Q&A sessions and other great educational empowering resources, then take action and search for Success IQ Alliance on Facebook and join this brilliant group. It would be lovely to see you there. 
You can tune in and listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn and of course iTunes. And if you have enjoyed the show and have the time, please leave a rating and review because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm aspiring to do. I wish you the greatest success and remember, don't settle for mediocrity. Go out there and create and live the exceptional. Have a lovely week and remember, just one conversation can create a lifetime of results. See you next week.